Every Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And we are now living in the reality of that which the Bible says the disciples were waiting for. And so important it was that Jesus shouted it. He cried it out. He's saying this is important. American Express says, don't leave home without it. I want to tell you, don't leave, go, don't go anywhere without the Holy Ghost. You, you, you need Him in your life. Can I hear a good amen in this Pentecostal church? Jesus told them in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. My Father has promised you, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water. But in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And when you are, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, here's what will happen. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. This is a go into all the world power. You will be my witnesses. Claudette, you were, as you were stepping out, you are being a witness as you are doing what God has asked us to do. And it's in those moments, my friend. You don't need the power in here. You don't need it. You need it out there when God says, speak to that person and say this. That's when you need the power of God. It's easy to be a Christian in here. Then the person next to you is going, Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that 100,000 people will watch what we do in church every single week? Have you ever thought somebody else might be interested in what goes on in here? Then when they hear the words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, it saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind. What would get 100,000 people watching that? Christ. Friend, if you're here today, I want to tell you, Christ can change you. He can turn your life around. But you need to turn from your sin. You can't just stay and live, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. No, 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 you've got to understand there's a king. Well, it's not that we won't muck up all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. If you would give your life to him, he will change it. He will rearrange it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. Friends, I was just telling Claudette before, it's like, Claudette, never be afraid of praying out. The reason we struggle praying out is because we're too worried about what we're going to say and what we're going to look like to other people. Can I just tell you, you need to fall so in love with Jesus that you go, I can't, I can't wait to talk to my heavenly father. I, just, I don't care what people think. I just want to talk to you, Jesus. I, I, I want to speak to you. I'm going to share my heart with you. Think of that. Don't think about you and what you look like and what you sound like. Come on, so I'm preaching to somebody here. It's time for you to go, I just want to talk to my God. That's for free. My witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the day had finally come. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, uh, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Where did it come from? Heaven. And filled the whole house where they were si sitting. They saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came. Rest on each one of them. All of them were filled. Everybody, male, female, everybody who was in the room was filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit 
enabling, uh, enabled them. Friends, I want to tell you, the Spirit wants to enable you. The Bible goes on to tell us, Now there were those staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews, from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language. There are two types of tongues. We'll talk about that in the later, later times. Heavenly language and, and, and a sign language here. Because each one heard their own language being spoken. Then it goes on to say, We hear them declaring the wonders of God. In our tongues, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun. They made fun of them. They have had too much wine. They're drunk. They're babbling. Crazy people. We can see from that what was just said there. Among, among those who witnessed the coming of the Holy Spirit, there were two kinds of people. Number one, those who marveled at what they saw and said, what does this this mean and the second group of people those who mocked said look at these silly people they look like they're they're drunk they're babbling yet there's no doubt that when the holy spirit came everything changed we know from history that the holy spirit didn't just come to shake them but he came to shake the world can i hear a good amen as the disciples filled and empowered and lit by the Holy Spirit of God spread out into the known world. It is said in Acts 17 verse 6 that, that, that people start to get upset. It's like you're messing up our town. In Acts chapter 17 verse 6 when they were complaining about Jesus followers it says these men have turned the world upside down. These people who have who, who've done this in other cities have come here. And are now turning our world upside down. Another version says they've caused trouble. I want to tell you when the Holy Ghost comes, he's going to cause some trouble. Another version says they have disturbed our city. Another version says they've terrorized the whole area. Come on, somebody. Another version says they're upsetting things everywhere. Another version says they've caused a commotion. The, the, the people try to try to shut it down. And throughout church history, it's no wonder that men sometimes well-meaning choose to mock and stop what they don't understand. Always working to marginalize and minimize the miraculous of God. Seeking to control and contain what God wants to release. Here's the thing about the Holy Ghost. He will always comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. He will never fit into your box. He will never, no matter how much, listen, I'm, I, trust me, I have tried. It's like, can't you just stick to the plan? Stick. Have you not read the run sheet, Holy Ghost? But again, I tell you, the Holy Ghost is not just for meetings. We think, oh, well, it's all happening. No, it's for you. Listen, the miracles of Jesus happened in the marketplace, not in the synagogue. Not in meetings. It's not for church meetings. We keep it all up and then we go and live like however the rest of the week. No, this is to get you equipped and empowered up so you can go out of here anointed and appointed, ready to make a difference to the world you're living in, to your workplace, to that person even you don't like. Who knows? God might give you a word for them. Yeah, the wrath. No, he might say something nice. Come on, somebody. That'll be a breakthrough that might turn their life around. Every single person in this room, you are here. 
Because somebody spoke to you. Because someone said, hey, have you got a moment? I want to share something. I want to tell you about Jesus. How he changed my life. Whenever God moves, the miraculous always messes with the minds of men. For the Holy Spirit did not just come to shake, shake them, the disciples that came to shake the world. He came to shake the world. Wherever the Holy Ghost, men have tried to contain him over the centuries, but wherever the Holy Ghost shows up in a fresh fire and a fresh wind, the whole world changes. On July 16, 1999, Life magazine produced an illustrated magazine called The Life Millennium. You can search it, you can look it up on Google. They said, we want to look at the 100 most important events and people of the past 1,000 years. This was edited by Robert guy named Robert Friedman. Of course, producing such work, you require lots of scholarship, lots of people, you know, tons and tons of scholars were involved. Because you can understand, picking out a hundred events out of the last 1,000 years is a pretty difficult, pretty difficult task. Of course, this includes things like the invention of electricity, man walking on the moon, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the events of those that took place. But I want to tell you, it's highly significant that number 68 on the list was the Azusa Street Revival. Out of all the events in the world that could have been picked, number 68 was the Azusa Street Revival. When, 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 when God showed up in this little church in Azusa Street, I mean, who would have imagined that such a thing would be numbered as number 68 of some of the most important things that have happened in the last 100 years? Who could have imagined that the Holy Ghost services conducted, by, uh, conducted in a former stable, described at the time as a tumble-down shack, would have ranked on the list ahead of such things as the, as the discovery of anatomy through dissection, Number, number 69, the birth of the modern environmental movement. Number 70, in world significant. Who would have conceived that this revival movement led by an uneducated black preacher who was blind in one eye, the son of freed slaves, would literally shake the world? The entry in the life book goes like this. 1906, Pentecostalism. The flame of Pentecostalism was lit by Charles Fox Parham. Declared in 1901 that speaking in tongues was a sign of baptism in the Holy Spirit. It might have sputtered out if it were not for William Joseph Seymour, a black preacher who listened through an open door to Parham at his Houston Bible College. Soon Seymour set out for Los Angeles where his own baptism in the Spirit in 1906 brought him an enthusiastic following. He founded a mission in an abandoned church on Azusa Street. And within two years, his multiracial, multicultural, because black and white actually mixed together, they came together in the power of the Holy Ghost, had sent, they had sent missionaries to 25 countries. Today in 1998, when this book was being prepared and written, about half a billion people call themselves Pentecostal and Charismatic. Pentecostals outnumber Anglicans, Baptists, Lutherans, and Presbyterians combined. You are not part of a fringe movement, people. Back in 1906, in that ramshackle building, who would have believed? 
what God would do, how that anything would come of this. Respected church historian and author, Professor John Philip Jenkins, speculates that Pentecostal independent churches will soon represent a far larger segment of global Christianity and just conceivably a majority. Pentecostalism being perhaps the most successful social movement in the past century. I'm trying to tell you your history. Trying to tell you from where you've come. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost wherever he shows up is massive in the way it affects the world. It's literally life changing. They say by 2025 there will be 800 million Pentecostals. Charismatics in the world. From the book of Acts to Azusa Street, the move of the Holy Ghost continues to impact not just the church, but the world. And of course, those who witnessed Azusa Street, they also marveled, but some mocked. We still find the same groups of people. Some marveled and some mocked. The headlines read like this in the newspapers of the time. Reporters were coming to watch and see what's going on. Here's what they said. They said, whites and blacks mix in a religious frenzy. Oh my goodness. How shocking. But in those days, it was, what's happening? The whites and blacks, I tell you, it's the Holy Ghost. Holy rollers, that's where you get the, 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 the saying, holy rollers. Holy rollers, meetings, verge on riot. Because people didn't understand, you, you sat in church in those days. You didn't move. If you moved or you made a noise, your mother would pinch you. Come on. How many have been in church like that? If you decide to sit a few rows down, your mother would go, <coughs> if you're making noise, if you're giggling. Or your mother would stare at you. Your, your father would be probably chuckling. But your mother would stare at you like, stop. Because you didn't make any noise in church. So people were shocked at what was going on. It's like a riot's happening. Because maybe some people were a little bit happy in church. Come on, somebody. Maybe somebody, somebody was getting touched in church. Another headline, Gift of Tongues Works Havoc Among the Churches. <laughs> but it was from these humble meetings that the world was changed. The historic fire of God where modern Pentecostalism has birthed from the book of Acts until now. And that same fire still burns in us today. Yet, I would say today that the same two groups still exist. YouTube is full of those who mock the move of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit. There's no doubt there's some weird and wacky. Of course there is. I don't understand everything. That's why I, I said last week, it can, or the week before, it can be easier to be a cessationist. To say, oh, well, it's just, but, but, but I, when I read my scripture, I can't see it in there. I can see what God did then, he can do now. And so there's those who mock the Holy Spirit. And we must call out weird for what it is. We must call out those abuses for what they are. You know, when you get a, a half a billion people or whatever it is doing, there's going to be some stuff that's off the charts and wacky. But I want to tell you, when it comes to the things of the Spirit for me, I want to be numbered among the ones who go, what does this mean? I want to be among, among those who would say, what, God, what does this mean? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for our church? What does this mean 
for us as a people, what does this mean for the world? Rather than mock that which God would do. As I've said, I don't want to quench the spirit. The Bible says, do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Do not forbid the speaking in tongues. Because see, I am convinced as they were convinced that the Holy Spirit didn't just come to shake us, but to shake the world. I cannot deny it. I cannot deny God's miracles in my life. Two friends of ours died. Last week, we, we found out who, who we'd led to the Lord 23 years ago, Nadia and Satish. He was the gatekeeper of the ashram, Bhagwan Rajneesh ashram, Osher ashram. We led them both to the Lord. He turned up at our office one day after reading a book that we printed called, Is That Really You, God? And he turned up saying, I need help. We led him to the Lord, had a deliverance session, violent deliverance session. He gave his life to the Christ. She was a witch, and we went and shared the gospel with her. Her heart melted. She was from Italy. She gave her life to Christ that day and turned her life around. So many miracles. But as I heard, they both died of COVID just a, in India a couple of weeks ago. I don't know the exact date. We just heard about it. And I was awake on Friday night just writing down as I, because fl floods of miracles started to come into my, of all these things that God has done. I, I, I can't not be a Pentecostal. Why? Even if I, I wanted to, because I cannot deny what God has done. I started to remember all these miracles and writing down over the years where God has changed things and Deliver things. I'm trying to get my dad to church. Say, close your shop and come to church. No. Close your shop and come to church. God will do something. I don't have time to tell you all the story. But basically, he came to church. He owned an antique shop in Altucky. Highway Curios. And he carried on. He started coming to church. He's like, okay, let's see if God is faithful. I said, God will be faithful if you would just take the time. Close your shop and trust in him to take care of you. He, he bought a violin from an auction. Just after that, he bought a violin from an auction. He bought it for 100 bucks, bid for 100 bucks. The violin's worth, he looks at us, worth nothing. But then he looks at the bow. And the bow has the date, 1837 on it. Does some research. Long story short, he ends up selling that bow and whatever it was for $8,000. Come on, how many know that God is a faith? Some of you are going to be looking for violins all over trade, uh, trade me right now. But I want to tell you, come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap. I mean, God is faithful. He's doing it. God, well, you cannot outgive God. You cannot. You cannot. I, I have so many miracles. I've got to, I've got to finish because, again, I didn't go. I went off script. I'm trying to, I want to be a, someone who learns to go off script and flow. Let me say this. My friend David Hall put this on his post yesterday. I wrote to him. I said, man, that is, that is I have never thought this before. But he, he said this. I said, I'm, I, I told him this morning, I'm stealing this. But he said this yesterday, and this is something I, I want you to think about in, in the moment that we're in today. 
that the very first church in history was Pentecostal. There was no alternative or plan B. You couldn't opt out. The very first church in history was a tongue-speaking, Holy Ghost, come on somebody, Holy Ghost-filled, miracle-working church. You didn't opt into it. You had to opt out of it. Don't ever forget where this all started. Pentecostalism is not fringe of Christianity. It is New Testament pattern of Christianity. Pentecostalism is not a denominational denomination or a doctrinal position. It's the experience with God. It's an experience every believer can have and should have before God. May we never drift from Pentecost. Let us draw near. Let us press in. The anointing, the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost fire, the river are what we need to empower us to reach the world that He's called us go out to. We need the Holy Ghost. Please stand. Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. God, I pray right now, if you speak in tongues, why don't you just do that just for your heavenly prayer language. I just pray right now, Father God, for people here today, for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Friend, if you don't speak in a heavenly prayer language, there was, there was, a, it was a sign. Paul, Paul said, I, I'm not going to forbid anyone speaking in tongues. It's got to be done decently and in order, but I will not forbid the speaking of tongues. But you might be hearing you going, that's not me. I want to pray right now. Just even as we lift our voices, come on. I know I'm going over schedule. Even if you're online watching, maybe that's you right now. Be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. I want you to let a river flow out. I want you to let a river well up right now. I baptize you in this place right now as it was for Cornelius' household. They all began to speak in tongues. Right now, I do a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you're here today, let a river. And you're going, that's I hasn't been my experience. Let the river flow. Let the river flow even now in this moment. Holy Ghost. Fill us afresh. That out of us, you know what the requirement is? Jesus said you need to be thirsty. Thirsty. Maybe you're dry. Be thirsty. Let a hunger evolve. And grow. That you might drink of all that God has for you. For we cannot do life without the Holy Ghost. Tell you, this is not just me talking about this on this day. I want to be talking about this on next Sunday, the Sunday. And every Sunday should have an element of the Holy Ghost power in our uh, services. I don't know what that looks like, but it's, it, and, and it might be a little bit messy. And I, 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 I don't know what it looks like, but I, I am so moved in my heart. Strangely warmed, changed and refreshed anew by what God wants to do. And I pray you want it too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said,
honor God in this place. Come on.